this is your trash weekly with your weekly ration of trash from Europeans. <laughs> from us. I'm Stephanie and you are. And I'm Nora. It's been a long week. It was my first week of work, which is always tough. How was your week, Nora? Yeah, my week was uh, tough for different reasons, but I want to hear yours because, I mean, <sighs> how long have you been out of work and, and like you just got back now? So I the first week is insane normally. I know it. It is, it is insane because it's, it's so much to learn. It's so much, especially during COVID, it's hard because none of my department is here. None of my department is ever actually going to be in my facility. So it's all going to be um, through video calls. It's It was tiresome. Yeah, I have not worked since I moved here, which is uh, June. And the first week of work is always hard because it's overwhelming. It's a lot of information, but it's even harder when... You have to, you don't have somebody showing you in person and, mm-hmm. and or meeting your coworkers in person. So it was it was quite hard. It was tiring and overwhelming. But do you have training? Do you sit in front of uh, like a lot of videos or uh, you just? Yeah, yeah. I sit a lot. Um, I have self training and then I sit and have a lot of trainings with people through Zoom meetings. Um, you know, training me in all the softwares they're using. Which is, it's not as easy as, you know, having somebody sit next to you and actually, Mm -hmm. no, click on that and point on this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... I can see, I can see how it's a bit harder, but honestly, at least you don't have to commute, which commute was my biggest fear out of work. I really hated it. It took a lot out of me, the traffic, the getting ready, you know, I call it putting on my glamour, you know, like... (laughs) You can't just be looking like, oh, you're comfy yourself in your house. You have to be like, what's the right shoe? To me, that's like energy waste. I really hate it. I mean, kind of like to do it, but like when you really just have a lot of work to do and want to focus on work, then you are like, oh, why do I have to pick about shoes? Like, I just want to show up in my pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, had to go, I had to go into the office for the first day, you know, um, and the commute isn't actually bad at all. It's 20 minutes, which is really nice, but. So I can't complain about the commute. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, in the US, I think commute is one of the biggest issues. Yeah. Uh, cause, yeah. uh, but now it's great for us for working from home. It's just that we need to fix our internet. But other than that, it's uh, it's really um, more convenient. I, uh, I had a busy only week. in the 21st century in America, but that's exactly our topic today. So. Oh, gosh, <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly leads us to the what we want to talk about, which is why are we in mm-hmm. the US? How, how did we get here? Because... I don't know your story either. What's your story? <laughs> Why are you here? Why were you here? <laughs> well, I mean, I am a dual citizen. And so after I completed my German high school, I was always interested in going to America. And after I basically was rejected from all German universities that I play to. No! Um, <laughs> I was like, why not go to the U.S.? So how do you how do you apply to a U.S. university then? I guess because you are a citizen, you you would have an easier way. I don't know how it works. Yeah, um, my dad lived in. He still lives in California, and he also had an account in my name, which means I had been paying taxes in my name. I mean, mm-hmm. he had been, but so you had, in my name. Uh-huh. So I was a resident, resident as well already. So um, yes, he helped me apply for college over there, which is very helpful. When I went over there and I got accepted and yeah, so I started college in California. Yeah. Did you go to UCLA? No, I went to CSULB, Long Beach, California State University. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, yeah, my story is a bit different. I was, uh, (laughs) 
but I was an au pair, a nanny, in other words. And did you know that? Yeah, she told me that recently. Um, and now that you tell me, I'm like, yep, yep. Yeah, but part. it's such a weird story because not, uh, I think not a lot of people know what that's like to be an au pair and come over here. And I was just, I think, how old was I? I was 19. No, I was just 20. And I was already in college in, in Hungary. But uh, I really wanted to desperately escape. And... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the friend. Yeah, and the friend of mine. I just didn't fit in. I just it was so dreary and like nothing seemed right. And uh, a friend of mine just told me like, "Hey, they have this program where you can go out for a year to the U.S. and babysit." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, why not?" So I couldn't go. I couldn't go to their seminar. So he went for me, and he went and brought back the paperwork. And I was like, "Mm, "Yeah, okay, I apply." And uh, I'm like, "Who can't babysit, right?" And uh, The, the family that chose me was, they had four kids. Oh, God. Oh, yay. And my parents, when they found out, they're like, oh, honey, like, four kids, though? Like, maybe, like, two? Like, four? And I'm like, oh, I can do it. It doesn't matter to me. Anyone can do this. It's just kids. And uh, kids. <laughs> right. And uh, so I talked to the family, and the dad was uh, Filipino originally, and the mom is American, English. And um, so I talked to them on the phone for a while, you know, we kind of get to know each other, and that's how you pick these mm-hmm. uh, au pairs. And my English was kind of broken and, and not very good at the time. So we keep talking, and then uh, uh, they sound very nice. And then I, they asked me, I'm like, you know, four kids, it's, it's not that much, because they are really nice kids. We raise them, you know, to be polite and all this. And I'm like, okay, this sounds great. They're going to be easy. And <laughs> to be honest, they were, uh, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part, even the little what ones. What were their ages? Okay, so there was, they were like little organ, you know, things. Like two, four, six, and eight, I swear. Those are not easy ages. No, but every two years there was a new one coming along. And by that time, since now I have kids, I understand how it works. The third one learns from the brothers, not from the mom and dad, you know? So literally, I think these kids saw how the older ones behave and kind of copied it and and just went after that. And it was very easy to deal with them. And the two older ones were in elementary during the day. So I had to go pick them up and get them ready for school in the morning. And I, other than that, I didn't really see them much. Because, you know, in the afternoon, it was only two hours when they came home. And uh, after that, the parents, uh, you know, at five o'clock replaced me. <laughs> where exactly where exactly was that? In yeah, house? thankfully, I came to California first right here in uh, the East Bay. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember when we first met, you were always talking about the city. Yeah, You're like, city. we don't call it San Fran. We call it the city. Certainly not, <laughs> uh, certainly not Frisco, though. <laughs> Yes, I remember that too. Don't knock on Frisco. It's the city. Yeah, how can you be so uncool? <laughs> Nobody ever would say that. It's frowned upon and very, oh, very no, uncool. No, no. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was just I a, from you right away. <laughs> I was just an immigrant. I was like fresh off the boat, so I really didn't understand how anything works here. Because I was like, honestly, I'm a village girl originally, which is like you know. Me too. Yeah. I was in a small village in Germany. I'm moving to Los fucking Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And your eyes open, baby. Like, what is this? Oh, they opened and they opened several times. <laughs> what was the first thing that surprised you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The first thing, it's it sounds like so ignorant. The very first thing, though, right, right when I came off the plane was because I was jet lagged. I was very jet lagged. I just said goodbye to my family in Germany for who knows how long. And so when I landed 
and I landed in summer. It was in June, and the sun didn't. The sun went down right away. And in Germany, because we're so far north, the sun doesn't go down until like ten or eleven. And it went down at eight, and I was like, <gasps> "What is wrong here? What is?" And I started crying, and it was just all the jet lag and missing my parents because I didn't cry on the plane at mm-hmm. excitement. And it's like almost everything came together where, like, oh my god, I just realized I just moved to a different country. I left my mom. Uh-huh. And yeah. How old were you? How old were you then? I was nineteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You were kind of a similar no, age. But Sorry, you know, I, I think... just turned twenty. It was yeah. June. I just turned twenty. Europe, yeah. it's so uh, weird growing up because in one way you're treated like an adult, in other ways you're kept honest and innocent like a child. I feel like, don't you feel that's how it is? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I tried. Yeah, and I also try to keep my childish spirit up, <laughs> which on the inside I'm really just uh, a twelve-year kid that drinks a lot of wine. <laughs> yeah, the twelve-year-old kid that likes to drink, of course. That that one. <laughs> Sounds normal. Of course. No, but in Europe, we started drinking at age 15 or 16, right? We had like a local disco and we go out there. And, well, mm. it's legal in Germany to have wine, champagne, and beer, and all that. So, of course, we started drinking champagne and beer and all that until like once we we're like, I don't know, 13 or something. That's when we really started. And even when you buy liquors, nobody really checks your ID because you can drink yeah. at 18. So, it's like, so now in, the, America. <laughs> in the EU, there is 18 year olds, right? You, you have that 18 year old, but I don't know if they check ID. No, they don't really. Yeah, check they ID. don't. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of part of the culture, I think, more so in Europe. To deal with life, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah it, it gives I mean, you a freedom. Then- it gives you certain freedoms. I was so free. I mean, in high school, I spent my weekend Saturday nights going out, partying. We had my favorite spot, Banhof. Which was obviously Adel, yeah which is a train station train station because it was a train yeah. station converted into a disco, and it was fun. And you know, yeah. the upstairs was like uh, all my Rage Against music and all this kind of rock thing, and then downstairs was more electronic music. And at that time, I was really into the uh, rock and you know Rage Against the Machine and all this hardcore stuff. I feel, anyways, like once I got to America, because everybody's like the land of the free, the land of free. But then I got to America, and like everything was restricted. Like, yeah. uh, first of all, I came there and I was twenty, and I'd been drinking for like eight years, and. I- <laughs> I couldn't drink, so I was like, um, that, that, that's, that's okay, weird. Yeah. Literally go to the army, you can have a weapon, you can have a child, but you can drink, okay, you can have a glass of wine, cool. Um, so that, then, then uh, once I turned 18, I wanted to drink, I did drink outside, because that's normal in Europe. And then someone was like, no, 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 oh my God, you can't, oh my God, you can't, what? So you can't do that. Then I was living by the beach, Long Beach, and then um, after 10 or something, you can't even go to the beach, even though it's like, uh, not private, it was... The weirdest thing you can't go out on, on just land, just just regular yeah. land that's not oh, private. Because, you can't go yeah, there. Because like you can go they, everywhere that's that's not private in Germany because it doesn't belong to anyone. You can it's like, yeah. It's I, I know I know you what you mean there. because uh, we used to have that kind of freedom in a sense that oh, if it was a hot summer night, we would just go down to the lake and swim in it. You know, in the middle of the night, if we mm-hmm. wanted to, at ten thirty or whenever we wanted to, and. Uh, I mean, I didn't experience this state beach. Yeah, the state beach closes and all these things that oh you God. don't know. And you don't. And honestly, like, we run into with these things with my parents a lot when they come visit. And they are very much European. And Hungary is kind of the threshold of Eastern Europe and Western Europe. And it's so confused culturally. So 
when they come over here and they continue, they are old, so they continue to live like what they do in, in Europe. They took my baby, my uh, their grandchild, to the park. And then they, they were like, well, we don't have any water bottles, so let's just put some water in these wine bottles. And they started drinking chugging wine bottles nice. in the park. Nice. And they're like, everyone was looking at us so funny. I'm like, well, yes, there is a reason for that. Oh my God. Yeah. Even like you can't, you can't be topless. You can be topless everywhere here. It's like there's so many, the land of the free is not really that free. Well, you know, I, I think there. it's the cultural difference of the, you know, kind of the Puritan values. And you have to be, it's, I was in high school and my teacher told me, you got to go see that country, the USA, the nat- nature is beautiful. And and nature is, and yes. nature is n- yes. unparalleled because of Grand Canyon and all these national parks. But then yeah. you got the cultural differences and people are kind of prudish. And, you know, compared Very. to Europe, it is like I loved when I first went back home after having lived in the U.S. for a few years. And I see, you know, the sexy, you know, like bra models on the big poster because I'm like, oh, finally some normalcy. And then I stuck yeah. in my husband's hand, I stuck the, you know, we were at a Germany airport tra- transferring in Frankfurt. And then I stuck in his hand the back page of a German magazine and he's staring at it. <laughs> you know, what's on the back page, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the best page. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's always different what you get, but it's the, it's, you know, the... Um... <laughs> How do you say it in German? Uh, announce, announcement. The one the, where you have the sex stuff and the sex hotlines and then you have the... Yeah, he didn't list. even get the sex hotlines. I think he just, he just got the daily topless woman of the day. Yeah, you get, you get that. But then at the end, you also have um, the sex hotlines. Yeah, we can't um, read that because we, we can't read. We don't read German. I don't... Yeah, look at some fancy ladies here. Why not? And his, his eyes went like... And I took a picture of him, and that was so cute. Because I'm like, you're in Europe now, enjoy it. Yeah, there you go. You know, for him, being like a mid, you know, Texas, Montana, American boy, with growing up with religion, it was, I think, just Mm. the freedom of that kind of mindset was so, I think, I don't even know how he experienced it, to be honest, but I think he just never seen anything like it, for sure. For one, he never had left the country before, you know. Which yeah, a lot of Americans know, don't do because they are countries so huge. So it know. was my ex. He also grew up very religious, very religious. So whenever anything on TV was with somebody who was topless or whatever, it's like, <gasps> like he was just he 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 couldn't handle it. Like oh, yeah. he couldn't handle it. Like and then, how yeah. taboo? Yeah, how taboo they make it. It's so ridiculous how grown ass man tends so much when they see a pair of boobies, which literally every other person on the planet Earth has. But anyways, but you know, I still am against topless running for men because I can't do it. They shouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. So, and you know, you most know, of the topless men I'm seeing running is not very uh, something I want to see. So. <laughs> Who do I offend if I show my boobies? But it's uh, it's just stupid. It's so stupid. I went to Vegas and they have pools where you can be topless there, you know, so it's cool. Yeah, but they're specialized and all that. And then, of course, only certain people go there. And it's just like, so it's, again, like this extreme, like if it were allowed everywhere, I mean, it was just, then it wouldn't be a big deal. And nobody would make a big fuss about it. And yeah. And I don't do it, to be honest, but we went to uh, Amsterdam last year. I don't do it either. Yeah, we went to Amsterdam last year and it was uh, just, you know, we would see. And obviously you take a picture of yourself, someone topless may end up in the background and, you know, it's just just culturally different. And I think 
you know, when you first get here, um, yeah, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit shocking. You know, I like the parents I, I watched the kids for I had to see how they raise the kids so I can kind of copy that behavior and I would see them cover the kids' eyes when someone was doing kissy scenes and all these things and I'm like, What what's wrong with that? Like what's wrong with like expressing you know, love? Um, that's that's something I noticed and that's not something I only noticed that also my neighbor has noticed that has talked to us. A German neighbor obviously. He was like, You know what, in the US you can show violence, you can show people being shot, you can show like blood flowing everywhere you can see the worst fight scenes but when it comes to love like mm-hmm. kissing touching caressing oh no oh, oh, oh no 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 don't, don't show that only show the violence do yeah. not show love That's my kind of god sad, don't show cause... a natural body yeah oh my god that could offend someone but you can show someone being shot a couple of times and their brain's blowing out right and then normal. and then that's there that ends up being a lot of repressed people who don't know how to deal with their sexuality i imagine yeah I, yeah that's a whole i guess different topic but that's i know it's a whole different topic <laughs> all these people that are extremely religious are get addicted to porn yeah anyway different topic yeah it's a, <laughs> it's a different yeah i mean for the u.s i was such a like a little village child i didn't know i had to just watch quietly and understand how to handle this place because to me I mean I didn't have a car so I just basically got around with other au pairs and other nannies and uh, based on that we just kind of would go out and until I met my uh, you know the the guy I ended up married for the first time then <laughs> my future husband I guess at the time and uh, he would like sh- show me how kind of living in the U.S. is he would take me you know to see the city and take me to Golden Gate Bridge and all these things and we had a lot of fun because I think he enjoyed showing the culture of like showing this is this is how San Francisco is and this is how living in the U.S. is and I, I I really thought that it's it's amazing and people at the time were so accepting and so friendly towards foreigners you know I had a very heavy accent I mean maybe mm-hmm. still do I um I think people though were very open and very nice and I I fell in love with the San Francisco atmosphere that you can be lesbian gay and whatever you want to be here mm-hmm. and I just couldn't leave it and I couldn't go back to what Hungary was at the time and I think still is or even worse now right with all the right wing politics amplifying yeah I mean, I don't know, but I do, I do agree. I do miss the, um, how the people are in the U.S. Um, it's very different. It might be fake, but at least like it's easier to talk to them and just to make friendships, all that. It's it's a lot easier. Like in Germany, everybody is just like, who are you? Why are you looking at me? Yeah, they are more. Um, they are more different. I mean, you can sense it on the plane as soon as you land in Europe. The the uh, the the tone is like nobody's giggling and smiling. Yeah. Europeans don't giggle and smile. In fact, I. Agree grew up thinking who is whoever is giggling as man must be stupid you know like what are what do you what do you have to giggle about like so I I to me yeah. just getting used to that atmosphere even at work when I went to work and people were so free and like giggling in this sense that I'm like what what, what why are you so happy like I, I just don't get it yeah. and they have it's a different infectious. mode but it yeah. is you get you get used to it so now I go home and I'm giggling at the costumes officers yeah. and they look at me like this one is nuts and I'm like they can't yeah. tell that I'm not a Hungarian or what am I anymore they can't tell anymore even the flight attendants if there's a Hungarian flight attendant he would just look at me and say something in uh, in English because mm-hmm. they can't tell I'm Hungarian because I don't behave like that but I'm a mat now I'm like this merged personality of like I kind of want to be American always wanted to be American but I was born in the wrong place but 
I, I, I carry that place, you know, no matter the, the place and the surroundings you grew up in, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not all that about me. I really do like people. I love, I mean, especially in California, I have lived in Florida and I'm like, <laughs> um, it was so open and they're so friendly. And a lot of people in LA are just like you, they're coming from a different place. So they're looking for connections and friendships. And I've made my most friends, I mean, in, in California. And the funny part is, I've dated the most diverse Europeans and made the most diverse European friends. Um, yeah. <laughs> example, A. Nora. Um, yeah. In LA. Yeah, that um, ends up happening. I noticed yeah. that too. Yeah, this, the kind of this, was... the expat community sort of forms everywhere for sure. Yeah. We are. Uh, it's just so nice. Yeah. I miss California. I miss that about California a lot, uh, especially now being back in Germany where everybody's just like, why are you looking at me? Why do you even say hi to me? Yeah, it's crazy because uh, I love California, but I also miss Europe, you know, like it's it's in between you when you when you live in two places and I almost going to spend, you know, 20 years here, 20 years there soon. Yeah. So that's that kind of fault line is always in there that you don't belong really anywhere. Some days are very hard be- because of that. Like, I just don't fucking belong anywhere anymore. Yeah. Oh my God, I have the same feeling. People always ask me, so where do you like it more? Where do you want to be? Like, where they always ask me, and I'm like, I can't give you an answer. It's because I've lived so long now in this country, in this country, that no matter what country I'll be in, I'll always miss. 50 percent of the other country yeah it's 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 just impossible i will never be 100 percent satisfied because there's no perfect mixture between america and europe that you know it, it's just i go back to america and i miss the part of europe again and now right now i'm missing a lot of parts of america again it's just once you've lived in a different country you'll never be 100 percent satisfied again <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's how travelers are created because then you you will want to see and what else is there and what else is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but you know, I guess not everyone can afford. I mean, when I was eight, 19 or 20, when I sat on that plane, that was my first time in my life to fly into the US when I sat on a plane. And it wow. was just, I was such a innocent kid, but not innocent because in Hungary, you kind of grow up street smart, to be honest. Like you're just be like, you have to watch out for yourself a little bit, but it's not really dangerous. But like, you know, you're partying by yourself a lot. You're partying with, with, with your friends, but it's it's different. Like you, you just get a sense of like a different growing up. And it's not, it's not dangerous, but uh, yeah. I think I've had the same one where you just, you're always on a train. I, I, nobody drove me to school. I always mm-hmm. had to take a bus and a train and this, and it's not a school bus or school train that we have. Mm-hmm. It's just regular buses and regular trains that just go every, like all the time. And no, you have I know, to figure out friends. your own issues yeah. and you have to, I, I had like stories when, oh, my friend just went home from the party and I was like, oh gosh, I have to get home. And obviously you don't have money for a taxi cab or anything. So you just have to be oh, like, I well, I guess I figure it out. So, yeah. uh, you know, in the yeah. US, I think, which I think my kids will lack a lot, this, uh, this sense of like fending for themselves because we provide so much. And that's why I was like, at least every year in the summer, they have to go back they have to understand how it is to to be somewhere else and and for God's sake ride the public transit system, um, you know see how well, how different countries do different things. It opens up your mind, and it's hard to provide here because I mean it's convenient. It's convenient. Yeah, but you can't. It's a different like you can't let your kids fend for themselves in like 
California. Like it's no, it's not meant for kids to be on the public transit. I get that, but I'm very, very proud of you, and I love that you do that to take your kids back and say, "Hey, this is actually like you know that they see something else that so they actually have been out of the country, they actually own a passport." Yeah. I always hate when Americans don't even own a passport, and they're like, "Oh, this is the best country ever. Why would I leave?" Like, I don't think you know, that's always their motivation, to be honest, because I think it's so far out of reach for some people to travel to Europe, just financially, maybe, I think. I don't know. But it's not just Europe. It's just... Uh, just oh, I see. Even owning a... Just going outside of the country. I get, I get that it's not necessarily needed because you have skiing and water and everything you need, but it doesn't It doesn't widen your horizon. It doesn't mm-hmm. build... It show you a different culture. You can go to Canada or Mexico or... Even Hawaii, and I know it's America, but anything that's just a little bit outside your bubble, where you have to get on a plane, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's all I mean. You don't have to go to Europe. I know it's very expensive because, yeah, we travel back to the US all the time. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a big strain. Now, four of us have to go there every year uh-huh. somehow, and they, I, we can't go every year, so we don't. But, um, yeah, it's easier to fly in Europeans once in a while, honestly. Um, yeah, it's the whole... Uh, traveling deal I mean to me the best travels that I've done was to Costa Rica I thought it was like one of the uh, countries that I've never seen anything like it it's on my bucket list yeah it's on my bucket list I haven't been but it's on my list yeah you'll yes. I think you'll if you've been to Hawaii um you'll no, see no I haven't I, no I haven't Okay, yeah, so I've been friend. to Hawaii, and Hawaii is like the U.S. because they have, you know, as soon as you land, there is a Costco. It's like, okay, <laughs> and... <laughs> nothing more U.S. than a fucking Costco. <laughs> right, nothing. And uh, I don't even go to Costco. I just hate that place. But anyway, um, we landed in Costa Rica, and it's like like in the movies, you know, just some random guy picks you up at the airport because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, and drives you straight through these towns, and you're like, oh, my God, this is... I've never seen anything like this. And it's the, you know, nearly 100 degrees and you're like drenching in sweat. It's like when, you know, see some movie, some guy in a movie getting oh, off Florida. in the tropics. So me too. Sounds like Florida. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's like Florida because Florida is like the US. They have a lot of, you'll see the telltale signs no, of. I mean- yeah. The sweating and the humidity and it's like yeah. in the tropics and you're just like drenched in sweat yeah but, but it's interesting I, I definitely go back just because the people I think on those kind of travels the interactions with people you have you will yeah. get so much out of it and I didn't know I have to kind of rely on it but people in those countries are really friendly you know and yeah. And I totally, I totally love that, that, you know, it's like, well, we are going here. Like, I think we went out to the beach. We got into a big, huge rainstorm uh, because it's the tropics. And then the next thing we know is like, okay, so now we don't know how to get back because I guess the bus is not going to come. So we just hailed some guy off the road and he took us back to our hotel. And it was so sweet, you know, like just one of those traveling memories. That's a great memory. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to go because a friend of mine, she um, she went there once and then ever since then she went there like every year because she loved it so much and she showed me pictures and I'm like, oh, I need, I need to go, I need to go. So when it's you're a traveler, so after yeah. COVID, we can't hope, we can't wait to be, oh. for you to get back to your travels and have <laughs> some stories because, yeah. I cannot I, wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be not a short road, but uh, we'll get there. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope uh, one day we'll go back to normal. Um, so what else surprised you when you were in the US as far as living? Did you live with roommates or how did you how did you end yeah. up living? 
Well, first I moved because I, I had a boyfriend in Germany and we didn't want to get married because we're so young and we knew we're not going to stay together. But the, he really, really wanted to go with me to America. And I appreciated that because that that made it so much easier for me to have oh, like, you were exploring friend. together. Yeah, we were together. We were, we were boyfriend and girlfriend and he was my best friend. Like I loved him. And so we're still, we're still good friends. We're still friends. We still talk. <laughs> He's still in America. So, um, yeah, he wanted to really go. And the only way we could go, unfortunately, was to get married. So <laughs> we didn't have a ceremony or anything. We just... I know you are friends because we were down in LA hanging out and you told me once, why don't you date him? I swear, I don't think you remember. I know, I know. I probably did. I probably did. I know. Because he's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. I know, I I could tell. And he's very cute too. (laughs) But I'm like, fuck no. If I'm going to cross that line, nobody's going to go there. I ain't dating anyone's ex. (laughs) That is my friend. Nobody, no woman should ever cross that line. You know? No, 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 but if I give you allowance, I mean, No, I heard that before. Now. I heard that before. A friend of mine did the same thing to me in Hungary, and I'm like, you're just fucking fucking with me. If I do it, it's a dare. And if I do it, oh, then no, I'll be in the fun. biggest shit of my life. So nobody is should enter in such agreements. If you have an ex, and you're friends with the girl, just don't date their exes, I think. It's not... I mean, in Europe, it's different, maybe. I We had, like, these friend circles when people dated each other endlessly, to be honest. <laughs> Well, I appreciate the girl quote. I really do. But I did. I probably meant it. But anyway, yeah, he's a nice guy. So he did get married. So I'm glad. I didn't see the spark in his eyes. I think I I rejected that uh, idea immediately. I'm like not going to go into these dangerous territories. (laughs) I appreciate it. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that could have that can ruin my friendship with you that if you think about it that way, we don't I'm not going to mess that up on based on some some guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I I probably meant it, and I probably would have not been mad at all because then I would. Yeah, but see, when I break up with him and I talk trash to you about him, it gets a bit. Uh Oh well, then. No, we were just literally now. We've been we were dating so young that I now look at him just like a brother. Mm -hmm. Like we talk every once in a while. It's not a big deal. Um, I have a lot of love for him, but but. There would never, ever be anything sexual ever. Yeah, and you know, and you know that it's not gonna work going into it. It was just something you had to do to stay together for a while. Yeah, and we were together for a while because mm-hmm. you know we were a couple, we're a real couple. But you know, um, and and as as we both predicted, and as I promised him, if it doesn't work out, I'll stay married to him for as long as I need to, so he can get his um, permanent green card, which he did. And like I said, we're still friends, but that's how we came over. And I'm forever grateful that I didn't come over all by myself because that would have been really hard. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I had somebody there. And yeah, I mean, there were a lot of things that we both, and then, you know, we went through the culture shock together, kind of. So mm-hmm. that really helped. Like he was learning English. I kind of was learning English. Um, I really didn't talk much English in the beginning. I didn't, I understood most of it because of my high school education. But I couldn't really talk back. So mm-hmm. I really yeah, quiet. I had that phase too when I had to tell them like I yeah. speak really slowly back because you're like processing still. And then I, the mom told me, uh, I we called them my mom because you know she was the family mom, and yeah. I lived with them. I lived with the family, so they were. She told me like, look, I'm just gonna correct you, okay? And I'm like, yeah, that's actually great method. So every time I said something that doesn't sound good, 
then she would correct me. And one of the things was like, I would show up and, you know, I'm European. I have barely any belongings, right? I have some clothes and I don't have stuff. So she's like, yeah, you don't have stuff. You girls, when you come in from like, she had an au pair from Africa, Germany, Mexico, and uh, and I was their fourth au pair, right? And uh, she's like, I see that you girls don't have a lot of stuff, but you'll get here and all the au pairs go home with so much stuff. So I'm cleaning yeah. my room on the weekend and uh, and I'm like, where is the Hoover? And I want a Hoover. I want a Hoover. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she, we didn't understand because I thought I use the British word sometimes because that's yeah. what they kind of teach you in Europe. And she totally didn't get it, what I'm trying to say. And I'm like, I'm point, like it's a little bit of a Pictionary, you know, when you're like acting it out, what yeah. you want to do. It's so silly. But yeah, it was some good memories with that family. That's surprising. I mean, most Americans know what Hoover is. It's actually a brand. It's funny that she didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because... Uh, you know, I think she, she probably, I think she lived in California for a while at that point, And she was like, Hoover, reminds me of Hoover, damn, like, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> I don't are know. You, are, you, are you still in contact with them? I, have you seen No, I, No, uh, no, I'm not. I was a terrible teenager. So that's the issue when you, when you get au pairs, they are teenagers. And I would Well, not... you were 20. You were a teenager. Well, well okay, but... Okay, those are still teenagers. I'm a mom now. I have two kids. I will never get an open <laughs> because I don't need teenager problems, and they come occasionally with teenager problems. Like I would, uh, I have, I had a friend who, you know, went out partying, and she, you know, Americans don't know how to handle their alcohol. Like if they see someone drunk, they call the ambulance on her because she was drunk. I'm like, God, in Europe, we just put her face in a bucket like, and let her sleep it out. It's not a big deal. But here they got panicked that, oh my God, she's, she's passed out. I'm like, fuck, that's what happens. But uh, so they, they, the, the girl passed out, they called an ambulance and the family had to go pick her up at the ER. And who the fuck needs that issue? You know what I mean? So if I was going to yeah. leave my kids with someone, I always started to look for grandma, like a grandma au pair or grandma nanny. That's someone who had kids <laughs> and understands Haiti's because they come from it a different perspective. I don't need no teenager who ne have never had her own kid watching my kids because I know what that's like. It's some child who knows what they are doing, but most of the time they don't. And they flew, flew us in, these au pairs. And uh, the first thing was in New York. We were staying in New York for a week. And we had this nice. education where there was like, I swear to you, some sort of drill sergeant telling us, don't shake the baby and change your shirt every day. Americans have to wash their shirt every single day. And, you know, these basic <laughs> things, don't use the word toilet. Nobody says that. And, you know, these they would give us these pointers to wrap us up. This was like a boot camp. And I'm like, all right. Oh so, so we were there with a bunch of European girls. And I made friends with the Czech girl. I made friends. So you see these European alliances because Estonians were interesting. But like the Swedish girls, oh my God, they were like the princesses. They would never talk to anyone but Norwegians and Swedish and all these Nordic, you know, people. <laughs> wow, I don't know. I never, I never met any German, but I think Germans are more than to earth. For me, these Swedish girls were like, holy shit, they, they are really like catty or bitchy. So. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know, but that in my experience, just those couple of girls I knew. So we had these allegiances and uh, we were in New York, which was fun. And I met a Hungarian guy on the airplane and, uh, oh. you know, like a biology professor who was flying in to give some biology presentation type of thing. And he, uh -huh. tell, he tells me like, you know, yeah, this is going to be tough. And one of the saying is be tough and, uh, you know, 
you're probably gonna go home and marry a Hungarian guy, aren't you? And I'm like, I don't know about that, because in my experience, Hungarian guys are assholes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's just my experience. So yeah, anyway, and um, I saw him, we went to the Empire State Building as a group with the au pairs, because they would take us mm -hmm. out to these cultural exchange excursions. And the guy was there. And I'm like, oh my oh. god, you're here too. And then we would go out, walk off in uh, the park. And then the other opers got so mad at me because one of the things was they told us, don't ever meet strangers or talk to strangers in the US and all these, you know, the stranger danger. And yeah. they tell us to opers because obviously it's a huge country and people have different intentions uh -huh. than in Europe. You're not yeah. used to that kind of interface. But I'm like, this guy is Hungarian. It's only 10 million of us. I, he's like one of my brothers, practically, you know. Yeah. So I just went to him with him to to you know the Central Park, and it was so fun. But I was such a little noob. I was such a little child, to be honest. Yeah. I really didn't know what was I signing up for. And the U.S. is so big, and it takes a while to absorb all that, you know, that you get here. It does. It does take a while to absorb, and it's not all bad. It's that, you know, there's a lot of good that comes along with it. I had a lot of great experiences. I made a lot of great friends, um, known like as you, for example. Yeah. I, I've had, you know, the greatest stories my college years. I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of love. Um, I still love California. I know you I miss it. it. I would be back there. So. I know. I mean, I think a lot of people would want to live here for the yeah. uh, open-minded culture, and it's just, you know, the prices drive everyone yeah. nuts. What California costs to live in is insane, and most people just, just, just give up. And they find sometimes yeah. better life elsewhere because they can afford more things that make them happy. And it's, you know, rightfully, like if you can't, if you're struggling with rent all your life, that's not going to make a happy life. I mean, know? we wouldn't be struggling with rent, but um, we would just, you know, kind of be house poor and also, you know, traveling is very important to us. And mm -hmm we wouldn't be able to travel as much um, yeah. because it's far away from Europe. It's so you're used life. to, so you're used to in your mind, six weeks vacations. I've never seen that in, in Hungary. We don't have that, but yeah, coming from that, working here in the U S will be extremely hard. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, but like I said, a lot of love to America. I still love it. I go back every year. I mean, not in this year, thanks to COVID, but I, we go back all the time. My family there, my husband is family there and, if I know. anybody you want to reach out to us and let us know how your experience was if you have just come to the u.s or you have questions always contact us at your trash weekly at gmail.com or follow on all the things at your trash weekly anything else you want to say yeah, I mean, I agree. We 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 would love to hear other immigrant stories of every mm -hmm. nation because I I love other cultures and I think that's what this big trip gave me the, the appreciation for everyone's uh, you know unique perspective and cultures. Yes. So yeah, um, I edit the show on Alexa, so now you can say to your Alexa, Alexa, play Eurotrash Weekly, <laughs> and she does. Yeah, my Alexa is listening. All the Alexas in the world will play this now. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, follow us on Twitter uh, at Eurotrash Weekly, and uh, we we would love to talk to you. Thanks for listening. Yes. Yeah, and we'll get back with your weekly trash next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.